Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN, the 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, welcoming you in on numero uno, day one, August 2017. Jamie, it seems like uh, the Super Bowl was like last week almost sometimes. It it, was when you get old like us. But yet here we are in August, the first day. Welcome in, folks. Thank you for joining us and spending a little part of your morning uh, hanging out with uh, two old guys. We're brought to you by another old guy, Dr. David Weber, (laughs) North Monroe Animal Hospital. Not as old as us, though. Uh, He's getting there, but uh, certainly uh, a much younger in mind and spirit than what we are. But go by and see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal hospital well the the silly season is upon us again in sports uh you know listening to uh to the talking heads if you will throughout the country uh what jumps out at you this morning i'm just curious what what, what's the thing that that uh tweaks your radar this morning or last night other than the rangers trading you darvish for a washing machine well, that was my, my my focal point last night. I was just, uh, when I could, I raced to the Internet and see if the Astros had thrown, you know, blown a trade, which they did, um, and didn't get anybody in, much in return. But, um, you know, really and truly there's a lot going on. This uh, All of a sudden, the uh, as football season, I think this is timely, uh, you're talking about uh, CTE or uh, let me see this. Let me, uh, again, attempt this Why I'm completely sober. CTE stands for chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Pretty good, huh? It's a big big word for us, encephalopathy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll be here all week. Um, this is, uh, they, of course, uh, Jamal Adams, of, of we're f- familiar with here at LSU, Texas native. Played at Louisville, I believe, right? No, he played at DeSoto. DeSoto, okay. Not even close. Um, this is coming out in response to uh, – Remember the young man who is, uh, after this CTE uh, report came out, uh, played for the Ravens, very bright, uh, said, you know what, I think I'm going to take a medical career over the NFL. And so now, all of a sudden, uh, the reason for the uh, hubbub is Jamal Adams said, uh, literally, if I had a perfect place to die, I would die on the field. I would be at peace. Literally. That's not a lie. Well, of course, all everybody, you know, uh, wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth. Oh, I can't believe he said Folks, this is his career, you know. Uh, and he's what twenty one years 21 old. Twenty one years old, and he's he's got uh, he, he you know football has brought him a lifestyle. I'm sure at this point that he never imagined. Um, is he saying I don't think they need to continue studies on CTE and player safety? No, he's simply saying this is my livelihood. This is where I would you know as a professional athlete. This is. My chosen field. I mean, I guess you could say if Michael Phelps had a perfect place, he'd rather drown in a pool. I don't know. But, um, again, people just uh, bent over about uh, the fact that he would say something like that. And then, of course, other players saying, well, it's not worth it. Listen, there's hazards every day. 
every day in life, you know, we, I guess you could make the argument that pro football is truly. But then again, you know, you could take a baseball the wrong way. You know, uh, Dickie Thon comes to, to my mind when he was hit over the orbit. You know, it, it's all something. But again, it is they make a lot of money and it is the hazards of the job. Uh, stunt men in Hollywood probably run the same fate. And women, stunt men and women run into the same, uh, like I qualified that. Uh, you caught yourself. I did catch myself. I'm, uh, I'm being more, the political, yes, the political justice warriors are in my head right now. So, anyway, this will continue as whether, you know, I, Terry, are we at a point now in this country where literally every jumping to conclusions and we are so sensitive, hypersensitivity, I guess you would call it, if you don't agree with something, you're this, you're that, um, you're a bad person, you know, you should you should go in a hole and die because you don't agree with my – and everyone – I thought this was a country that uh, shared thought. Uh, you have a free speech amendment to the Constitution. But if you don't follow that train of thought, all of a sudden you're a bad person. And – I don't, I don't understand this. Jamal Adams was simply speaking his mind uh, about what he does as his profession. I mean, it's as you I, – I don't know how we progress as a country if we continue to just get every time somebody says something that that, that we don't agree with or, or hurts our feelings, are we just going to, you know, curl up in a fetal position and say, you know, oh, you did that. You know what? I think we need to look across the pond and a few other areas where – you know, there's a lot of people that take this a whole lot less seriously, and they will cut your head off, and they will kill you, and they will machete you to death if you don't agree with the way they feel. This is simply a dis- you know, discussion, and I think people are really, really jumping to conclusions. And I think Jamal Adams had every right to say what he did. If you have half a brain and can discern what he meant, he's a 21-year-old kid. Loving, having a passion for the game. It doesn't mean he wants to die playing it. Go back a generation. Go back, and let's just say we're dealing, this is 1980. This is 1975. And Jamal Adams said, you know what? There's no place I would rather die than the football field. He would have been celebrated as somebody going, you know, that's a guy giving all of his effort. I'm that's glad the, we drafted him. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we drafted him. That's the kind of guy we can win with. And, you know, Bear Bryant of the Junction Boys is going, hey, that's my guy right there. Mm-hmm. We are so hypersensitive to everything and every – I mean, what can I be offended by today? Yeah. You know, I, I can drive up here to work and I can see a bumper sticker. I don't like. I'm offended by that. Uh, you know, I can come in and I can park. There, there was somebody in my parking place this morning. I'm offended by that. People want you to be real as a as an athlete, as a as a politician, as somebody in the media, the general public. That's the thing. We want them to be real. Well, you want them to be real until the sense that you don't like what they're doing. You may tell you somebody being real right now. Lavar Ball's being real. People don't like it. I mean. He's a complete tool. I get that, but he's being real, and he's doing it the old-fashioned America. He's making money. He's doing making it. money doing it. So, so I don't agree either. But hey, so but Jamal Adams is just talking. Hey, I'd rather die. He's just showing his dedication. He's a twenty-one-year-old. You know, at fifty years old, Jamie, I probably wouldn't make that comment. And I suspect most people past the age of thirty would not make that comment that are professional athletes, uh, given the fact that there's the CTE factor going on, and you just don't know. 
I mean, I can get my study, and it's going to find whatever I need it to find. You're going to get your study. Roger Goodell comes out and talks about a lot of these studies that he sees now are seriously flawed information. I'm not sure where Goodell got his medical training at, uh, but there's a lot of people that have medical training saying, hey, there's something to this. So, you know, where it ends, I don't know. I don't have a medical degree either. But everybody has a strong opinion, and they will dissect every word that you use, every word that you say, and even if you don't mean it in a certain way, they will twist it into meaning whatever they feel that they need it to mean, and then they can have their argument against you based on that fact. Dude, enough already. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't uh, – this isn't getting uh, much notoriety. Only the part about dying on the field, he prefaced that comment by saying, I'm all about making the game safer. But as a defensive player, I'm not a big fan of it, Adam said with a laugh. But I get it. But again – and I could speak for a lot of guys that play the game. We live and breathe. This is what we're so passionate about. That was the preceding statement before he said, literally, if I had a perfect place to die, I would die on the field. I would be at peace, literally. That's, but that doesn't mean you, that he's against any kind of thing that would make the game safer, any kind of progress that would make anything that could be done. I mean, I think that's all part of it. The problem is these guys are so much bigger, stronger, and faster than even 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just amazing. But it's like trains colliding every Sunday. Yes, there's a certain amount of danger involved in playing pro football. But it pays well, and if you invest well, it's a very short career. If Those guys that you see playing 10 and 12 years, 15 years, like a, you know, Jason Witten, for example, for the Cowboys, that's a – that's a, Tony Romo got out. I don't know if Tony Romo will have – Long-term repercussions from that? Right now, it doesn't appear so. Um, for no other reason than the wife he goes home to every night. He should be perfectly healthy. Um, but it is something that is a concern, absolutely. But the NFL is addressing it. The Players Association, everybody. No one is against. But just because you make a statement at the time that this is where, if I had to you know, check out, this is where I'd like to do it, why should everyone be up in arms about it? Because they can be. They're bored. They need to. Jamie, we need stuff today. I, and I really believe, and I'm going to sound like the old guy again here, I really believe everybody is so ingrained into reality television. Yeah. That's all we deal with. Probably so. So sports is reality television. Uh, you know, it's constant conflict. Who are we going to be offended by? Who's going to make you mad? That's why it's out there. I mean, look, we're seeing this stuff with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving played out, Kevin Durant. It's all drama. It's WWE. Look at look look at the government uh, now in the past, you know, 15, 16 years. It's, it's, we've got a reality star that's the president of the United States. I mean, uh, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, that's not the point. But the point is we're accustomed to seeing the reality. We're accustomed to seeing LeVar Ball. We're accustomed to seeing the uh, the fake outrage by people. Uh, it's it's. But it's right. not reality. That's the problem. It, it, no, it is for a lot of people. Well, that's the problem. Phyllis, from your, your girl that calls the Fine Bomb Show, mm. you don't think she lives in that reality? Well. How would you like to be her dog if the tide lose? Not very. I, I would have to try to hide underneath the mobile home. Yeah, I would be very offended. Manufactured home. Um, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Or I would. Let me tell you something. We always. That was a running joke when I lived in Alabama. Is how many televisions bit the dust 
And it didn't happen very often, but when the tide lost, uh, a lot of televisions were blasted and thrown out of the window and so forth and so on. 4-4 four, four has a good thought on this. I, I You know, I, I'll – I'll go ahead and stipulate. I think you're probably right. So I really don't think people are more offended than the past. It's just more prevalent because of social media and easier access to people's thoughts. Well, I think that, in fact, it triggers certain people. I, I really do. I believe that people see, what well, Jamie's offended, then I've got to be offended, and I'm going to put my thoughts out there, and then I'm going to be offended about that. Uh, and, you know, teams are like this. Uh, look, I mean, look at the Alabama-LSU rival. Look at the Auburn-Alabama rivalry in football. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the funny thing is, and, and being, you know, and, and I am a Saints fan. I've always told you guys that growing up. But the cool thing about it was when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl, the second most happiest place in America was New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that we can't win it, but uh, the fact that the Falcons lost the, Falcons lost the game. I mean, I would suggest to you that Saints fans would – I don't know if they would have pulled for ISIS, but it would have been close. Other than uh, the, I it, think they would have went with the Falcons, but it would have had to have been some serious trepidation. Indeed it was, especially when it was 28-3. to 3, uh, <laughs> And then all of a sudden – but anyway. Uh, well, let's, ju- let's jump to the Washington Valley Federal Credit Union uh, hotline text line, which you can reach us at 888-993-7762. And welcome in Stonehenge. What's up, man? How are you guys today? What's up? Um, comment about the safety of football. It's a $10 billion a year industry. If you look at the telltale signs of what's going on, the NFL just cut their money off to the people that they thought were in bed with them as far as the data is concerned. Number one, the game was never meant to be played like it's played today. It was uh, an advanced scrum, if you will, almost like a uh, glorified rugby, to where teams would have to block people to create space for the runner, or whatever it was, and the pass was almost like a trick. You know, it was it was almost used as something to keep people uh, to keep people alert, to keep defenses on the on the ready. Nowadays, you've gotten into the game being so advanced as far as schematics are concerned that people are formationing offenses, formation defenses to spread to spread them out so they can take mm-hmm. advantage instead of blocking to create space. They alignment. You do your alignment to create space. Mm-hmm. Hence, football players are bigger and faster than they ever were. When my mm-hmm. dad was in the NFL, they had about two guys that were 300 pounds. Now, if you're not 300 pounds on the offense or defensive line, you better be a bad man because you're not going to play much. So what you're seeing is you're seeing these bigger, faster kids because of genetics um, getting further and further apart. Well, man, it doesn't take a scientist to sit there and watch football and say, man, the licks these days are harder and harder. And you, and you guys do me a favor. You guys know enough college football players. Walk up to them. If they weren't, I'm talking about guys who played, who lettered. Walk up to those guys and ask them if they have any effects of the, from the game and, and see what they say because Goodell and them are protecting. There's two things I really wish that were going. I wish the data would really come out because I think we'd get better at other sports like soccer and things like that. And we would it, the World Cup would become relevant. Not that I'm a soccer fan. I, I, I played college football and my dad was in the NFL. And the other part of this is the college game is I wish that the kids would just sit and make Vegas put pressure on the NCAA to, to, to start stipending kids. I, I just think that the data is being suppressed because the NFL knows uh, that, that – that some things would have to go down. I'm not saying that it would it would stop the game, but you would have to make a conscious effort 
as to whether you really wanted to give that up for the game. Um, appreciate you guys' time today. Wow. Thanks, man. Good stuff, Stonehenge. Yeah, he brought up some really yeah, great points. We'll, we'll hit a couple of those when we return. You were late for a break. You're listening to ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, and I'm going to give Stonehenge billing on that one as well. Good stuff there, man. Appreciate the call. This segment sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. Make a one man weep, make another man sing. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. New car sales have been really good at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. And of course, that means they're now loaded with trade-ins. A good inventory of clean, late model, pre-owned cars and trucks. They've got one to fit your budget with many priced under $10,000. And most qualify for their convenient buy-here-pay-here plan. Look at the entire inventory online at jmallardford.com to find the one you like best. J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Hi, Kevin from High Tech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN, the 977 Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, charging away here on uh, the first day of August 2017, Tuesday. Thanks for spending a little part of your morning with us. You're welcome to chime in. You can text us, call us, which uh, several people have done, 888-993-7762. Trip 8993-7762, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. This segment brought to you by my good friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Simply the best attorney you're going to get anywhere in North Louisiana. Maybe Jamal Adams needs Bobby Manning. Nah, Jamal's now. good to go, but Bobby would be a good call to make if he needed him. Uh, personal injury, uh, wrongful death, criminal defense, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Give them a call, 318-342-1411, 342-1411, and tell them you heard about it on the Edge and ESPN. A uh, couple people chime in. Let me just, uh, I'll combine these these texts out here. Uh, people need to get over the butt hurt and quit being offended by about being offended. 
Everybody's got an axe to grind these days, just a couple of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Sunshine did our caller, and I guess he was talking about Stonehenge, just call the World Cup irrelevant. He's clueless. It's bigger than the Olympics. Step outside your American bubble. World Cup is a huge event. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he demeaned the World Cup at I'm, all. I'm not a soccer fan, all right? Anybody that knows me knows I'm not a soccer fan. That said, a couple years ago, I did watch some of the World Cup. My, uh, For whatever reason, my oldest son likes it. My youngest son likes it. I'm not sure why. but Well, you're just uh, a weird one. I, yeah, apparently I am the weird one. Uh, and my daughter actually played soccer, I think, for a year or two uh, when she was younger. But anyway, I'm watching the World Cup. It's when I was doing my camp in Hawaii. And, boy, those people are into it. I was at a, at a, uh, a drinking and eating establishment over there. And, man, I sort of got into it. Uh, I, you know, it's pretty cool. I wish they scored more. But I sort of had a, a little bit of appreciation. I know John Tabor does, having been in the military and, and traveling and everything. So is it relevant? Yes. Is it ever going to catch on in America? I, I don't know. Uh, stepping outside the American bubble, I, I think a lot of us, myself included, are comfortable uh, and snuggle down inside the American bubble. Football to me is not soccer. Football is what the guys in high school and college are doing starting this week. They put the helmets on, they strap them on, and they go play. Well, the reason Stonehenge's comments carry such validity is both he, he and his dad played college football. And uh, and he also he speaks from a, a place that, you know, will he have any long-term effects? I don't know. Uh I saw I saw Stonehenge play against Alabama, and believe me, he popped off that turf pretty quick. But he he gave as much as he got in that game. But uh, this could explain. I, I was living in Birmingham when when uh, Stonehenge played uh, over there. So um, this could explain some things about Tharp, though. Well, yeah. I mean, how do you? There's no way you're talking about you're talking about years and years of research you'd have to do on Star uh, Tharp alone. Could take a team of researchers. The scientists would years. quit. Oh, they'd say, you know, because that that really kind of defies description. He's against the genetic pool all the way. And the Geneva Convention and other mm-hmm. things. Uh, Steve chimes in. Uh, Jamie's right. There are risks in everything. I worked as a carpenter for many years. Mm-hmm. And a 32-inch 2x4 door header fell and hit me in the back of the head and concussed me. Indeed. Uh, I would blame the manufacturer and everybody else. I could, anybody that drove by on the road that day was probably, I would have sued everybody. That's just me. I had another uh, that was sports-related, perhaps another that wasn't. The study of 11 former players has a lot of people upset. Now, that's terrible, but those guys are deceased. How can they run tests, or until they run tests on live person, how do we really know? It's an excellent question. I mean, you know, I've seen a ton of tests come out. Goodell has cited them. There's a, a lot of people that have come. Of course, you know, back in the day, the tobacco industry kept coming out with studies going, <laughs> cigarette smoking has nothing to do with lung cancer. Here's our study. <coughs> uh, you know, and I'm not making that comparison. I'm just making a little joke. But I think long term, you don't know. It's like steroids. Exactly. Or like any other, you know, uh, marijuana, any other, uh, hey, uh, ibuprofen. But you take 40 ibuprofen a day for 40 years, and, I mean, you might grow gills. You don't know what the long-term repercussions of these things are, and, and I think that's the point. But there is, there's a risk and reward. I mean, we had that tragedy here a couple years ago when the young man from Franklin Parish lost his life playing high school football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mark and I did the, the rewind the next morning, and that was Ugh, uh, that's tough. That was a tough show to do, and just people wanting to express – emotion about it and everything and look i've got a son that plays high school football 
And so, absolutely, there is a risk associated uh, with that. There's a risk associated with, with pretty much anything that you do, and some are higher than others. Obviously, football is a very high-risk sport. Uh, tennis, not as much, I wouldn't think. But, you know, at some point, do we just bubble wrap everyone? I think you try to make it safer. And I think they've done incredible jobs of making the game safer. Uh, there's a lot of talk now about banning kickoffs mm-hmm. because that's when the, the the highest propensity of collision factor, the mm-hmm. however they measure the collision speed and impact and everything, you got people running at full speed at each other with a 30-yard, 40-yard, 50-yard uh, head start. And so there's been talk about doing that. I don't know uh, what they'll come up with there. Uh, you know, certainly the quarterback is much more protected now, the defenseless receiver. And that's such a judgment call, Jamie. On the defenseless receiver, and, and I'm not talking about the NFL because you got 40 guys with cameras that can go back and replay it. I'm talking about you get into into high school games, and it doesn't matter what level. It's a snap judgment call by an official who's not a professional official. He's an official calling the high school game because he likes the game. He's making a little bit of extra money and just being part of something. And so you see that and just, you know, it's, a, it's hard. I think the – I talked to a couple officials last week. It's harder and harder to get officials to come out and call games these days. You believe that? Yeah, and I know a good friend of Sean's is a, is a high school official, and he 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 loves it. But I mean, there's a great deal of pressure on these guys, and there's, there's not a lot of pay in it, particularly here locally. Uh, you make a lot of sacrifices for your family and so forth to call a game on Friday night, and yeah, it is. I mean, they're everyone I think associated now with both college and professional football. There's not a single person out there that I don't think is concerned with player safety. Absolutely. But it is, you know, you, and they're doing more things every year to make sure that there's a medical personnel at every ball game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think you had to deal with that when, when you were in college. Well, uh, we, I mean, we had, tra- we had trainers. We had a doctor at the games. Right. We had, uh, of course, you're dealing with, with collegiate, uh, even a lower level collegiate level sports. Not only is that a cost factor, but there's a liability factor as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of the high school teams that you're going to see practicing, right? They don't have a tra- they have a trainer on Friday night. Yeah, that's somebody to put some ice on it and to tape it up. Uh, you know, I know Dr. Graves in that group has a uh, injury clinic. I think on Saturday morning. So you know, if you get hurt the night before, you go see the the orthopedes the next day. But it is um, well. In fact, I can't remember that I met the. the remember, we almost lost a young man at Neville yes. a couple of years ago during preseason practice uh i don't think it was heat related but he uh his heart stopped right but you got to you also have to to keep in mind that you know there's a lot of things these young in, in order to get bigger faster stronger uh there are some kid things that uh, i think the big argument uh it's kind of uh, lost a little steam but the creatine argument where you know creatine is a naturally occurring substance within the human body probably not in, in yours or mine but but normal people um, where it is used as a uh, – you're giving yourself way too much credit there. Um, it's it's all a situation where, um, you know, what can you do? I mean, it's a kind of a catch-22 because you – in order to really – I can see a kid doing everything, you know, performing, enhancing, not necessarily drugs, but anything you can do. Okay, you need to gain 15 pounds in the off season. What did John Michael start at when he was at Washington? How much does he weigh? And how much does he weigh now? You think it's oh. just from, I mean, he's 
He's worked at the weight room. I mean, they're fanatical about the weight room at Washington Christian. Bigger, faster, stronger. Well, and, and most success, and, so you're going to have bigger collisions. Jamie, any successful high school football program in America has a strength, has a commitment to the to the strength and conditioning. Every single one of them, and it just depends. I mean, I, you know, I talk to a lot of different people. I'm not a weight guru by any means, but I know quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fairly well-known guy. We've had Al Miller on the show, who is like the guru of. Oh yeah, he started uh, around. Yeah, him. I mean, he Bear Bryant hired him, and he's yeah. like he fostered all these guys that, that came out after him. But there's sort of two trains of thought on this. There is the the older fashion of I'm just going to get big, bulky, and we're just going to run over you. And sort of the new train of thought on this, and I had this explained to me a couple weeks ago by the, one of the weight gurus, is we're going to create athletes. Mm-hmm. We're going to get flexibility. We're going to get speed. Uh, strength, but size will come with that. But it's a combination thereof. And if you look at, uh, you know, I'll make a compare and contrast. You look at the Big 12 in football. The offenses are very fast, up and down. And you look at the SEC with Alabama, LSU, the enormous offensive and defensive linemen. What do enormous offensive and defensive linemen not like to do? They don't like to play fast because it negates their advantage. So what are these coaches doing that don't are not able to get the Alabama LSU offensive and defensive linemen? They're playing fast. They're running multiple people in there, and they're trying to wear them down. What did Saban and Miles and now Orger? Oh, no, we don't want that. We want the game to be safer. We want to play slower. Translation, we want our big, strong guys out there because if we have – 50 plays in a game on one side of the ball as opposed to 70, we have a better chance because our our players are better than yours. Well, and Stonehenge brought this point up. I mean, the game has changed so much schematically now. Yes. You go so much from a, from a pro style to a spread offense, and they even brought, now the argument is coming how well does a, a quarterback or any kind of player who who spent basically his entire career to this point playing in a spread offense, how does that translate to professional skills, which is almost all pro style you know, dot the drop I, back pass. right? Drop back, quarter, fullback, tailback, and but you don't see you don't. How many? How often do you see fullbacks utilized in college football anymore? Not a lot. Right, not right. like you used not to. Not that much in the NFL. We come back. We're going to take our break. We come back. We'll talk about a little running quarterback situation uh, in college and high school. It's a huge asset. In the NFL, it's anything but an asset long term. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. The segment brought to you by our friends at Powerworks. Gourmet Pizza by Design. I'm going there today, by the way, Jamie. Go see him on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Back on Memento, La Edge ESPN. Johnny's Pizza House is counting calories this summer with our all-new Less Calories, Less Carbs, and Totally Crustless 8-Inch Pizza Bowl. That's right, a healthier option to that delicious Johnny's Pizza you can't live without. For a limited time, get an 8-inch pizza bowl from our specialty menu and a large 14-inch specialty pizza of your choice, both for just $19.99. Watch your weight and still enjoy the same great taste all summer long with the all-new Johnny's Pizza Bowl, only at Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. Ron Alexander, Clothiers for Men. Hello, this is Ron Alexander. Treat yourself to the luxury of our fine tailored custom shirtings. With over 500 fabrics, 20 collar styles, and a half dozen cuff styles, the possibilities are endless. Nothing less than a perfect fit results with shirts sewn to your specific measurements. Throughout this month, purchase five custom shirts and your sixth shirt is free. You owe it to yourself to find out what others already know. Knowing how to dress is knowing where to buy. North 18th Street, Monroe. No need for you to worry, no need for you to fret. Cold 
Rustin R. Monroe, Office 361-0300, each office independently owned and operated. I'm Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry. Nowadays, we all have to worry about cybersecurity. Hackers use pirate websites to infect your computer and steal your ID and financial information. Or even take over your computer's camera without you knowing it. Don't let hackers into your house. Be careful with the websites you visit and warn your kids on how to stay safe online. To learn more, visit agjefflandry.com. Sponsored by Digital Citizens Alliance and the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with this station. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the edge on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in. Let Edge rolling along here. Second half of the show. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Hanging out with you here. Thank you for spending a little part of your morning with us. I want to do a feel-good story, Jamie Foxx. All righty. We, we get into a lot of sometimes the negative things. Of course, a lot of negative things go on, and we give our opinions both sides of that. But I want to take you back to 2003 in October. The uh, Chicago Cubs leading 3-2 to two, mm-hmm. uh, against the Marlins. Pop fly. Pop fly down the line. Uh, Moises Alou that tries to catch the ball. This is in a uh, – Down the third baseline. Uh, I'm sorry, it was a three-to-nothing lead. But, uh, yeah, down the third baseline in the eighth inning, which would have put the Cubs literally three outs away from the World Series. Long-time Cub fan, grew up a Cub fan, diehard Cub fan. Steve Bartman, who has his headphones on like vintage from the 70s, uh, reaches up to try to catch the ball because he's sitting that close to the stands. Uh, did I say that Bartman was not in the outfield? He was not out of the bleachers. He was sitting or standing in front of his seat in the stands, like a row or so up. Uh, the ball was dropped. They started booing Bartman. They had to escort him from the game. And this guy, since 2003, has lived in obscurity. Yeah, I think I'm surprised he's still in the state of Illinois. They did a ESPN 30 for 30 uh, Maybe called not. Catching Hell mm-hmm. was the name of it. And it drew parallels to Bill Buckner's error when it went between his legs back in the 19, I think it was the 86 World Series uh, back in the day. But Bartman became sort of a sympathetic fit. They blamed Bartman for losing the World Series. He had death threats. Uh, people came to his job. People went nuts over that. But here, fast forward to 2017. The Chicago Cubs last year, John Tabor's Cubs, ended the curse by winning the 2016 World Series uh, in dramatic fashion, a come-from-behind series win. Uh, They go take care of business. And the Chicago Cubs have given long time, Chicago Cub fan Steve Bartman, a 2016 World Series championship ring. Thank you, Ricketts family, and I don't know if the Tribune family is still involved. But anyway, uh, yes, good way to put a bow on that, and Steve Bartman can go on and get on. He had a very eloquent 
speech thanking the Cubs organization for that. Uh, leave him alone. Let him let him go. Uh, Bartman is no longer, you know, hopefully being ridiculed um, thanks to the Cubs' win last year in the World Series. Don't know if that would have that made the difference, but uh, I do remember that fondly. I can remember Alou, I saw, I was watching Alou the game. throwing his hands up, going, "Wait a minute! I didn't have a chance to go for the ball." And uh, yes, it was agonizing. But uh, now, Cubs fans, you can say that you now have your World Series, and Steve Bartman can live in peace and harmony, and we can all sing "Kumbaya" and. Cheer for the Yankees, right? Steve, Steve, no. Steve says, "Hey, he was treated unfairly, but this is more. This is more nothing more than a participation trophy. Same principle." Well, Bartman. Well, actually, I guess you could argue that he did actually participate in that one play. Yes, he did. Uh, and you know, if I'm Bartman's lawyer, I'm thinking since I tried to make a catch for the Cubs, irrespective of if I made it or not, I was an unpaid laborer, and they owe me back money from 2003. We'll say just as just as valid an argument as as some that are being made now. Um, I actually tried to participate and was not able to. I was not compensated for my effort. Therefore, you owe me money. Well, Bartman, if, if there's every museum, uh, I, I guess there is around uh, Wrigleyville. Perhaps Bartman should be in there. But um, let, let me let me get with Steve because Steve Steve texts us a lot. He goes, uh, "Isn't this the kind of thing we try to teach our kids? What did he do to earn it?" Did he get it because he got his feelings hurt? I know he didn't do anything intentionally hurt the Cubs. He probably didn't want, uh, and he is treated uh, wrongly. What's the message here? What's the Cubs' motive? A couple things here. Number one, Bartman completely disappeared from the face. Do you know how many television shows he could have been on? He turned down every request. That's but, true. I mean, seriously, yep. you know yep. how much money he could have made out of that? Millions. Let LeVar Ball try to catch a pop-up, and the same thing happened. LeVar Ball never saw an opportunity to make money that he didn't like. But, Steve Bartman was embarrassed. Yeah, he was hurt, and you know, look, and you know, if you have a family, you're getting death threats from idiots, and if you threaten somebody over a game, you're an idiot. Okay? And that's why the, I think the organization did that. And so, I, you know, it wasn't. But here's the thing about championship rings: a lot of people don't get this. Uh, when your professional organization wins a, a, a world championship, everybody in that organization, from the secretaries to the janitors, gets a ring because they're part of that organization. Could you make the argument that Bartman is not part of that organization? Absolutely. But it was a feel-good gesture by the Cubs to try to right a wrong that this guy really and truly had nothing to do with other than being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And should not have probably. But there were other people, I think, that were reaching out toward the foul ball as well. Absolutely. And, and to be the they put the camera on him. And, yeah. you know, here's the thing about championships, Jamie. You go win a championship, everybody and their brother wants a piece of that. Mm-hmm. We won a national championship. We bought more rings for more people. Some of them didn't even go to the game, and I say we, the school did. You bought it for the but no. They keep you kept getting memos. Staff that kept the gym clean. You yeah. kept getting memos from uh, I'll just say people higher up than what I was. Hey, you need to add one more ring to the list, and this is a size ten. By the way, I'm still waiting on mine. But Jay, uh, and you're like, okay, who's paying for it? And the thing was, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. It'll it'll happen. It'll happen. And they and true enough to their word. We did. I mean, you, you, we had. They had rings for teachers. They had. I mean, you name it. I think the guy that drove the bus got one. I'm not real sure, but that's just what people do. They want to be part. You know, it's like when the Super Bowl. You'll see Sports Illustrated or whoever it is. They'll come out with stuff. Get your official 2017 championship ring for the Patriots, and people will be walking around with championship rings on. Like, where'd you get that? Sports Illustrated. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, uh, or what about Facebook this weekend? And, and let me let me say, or any weekend for that matter, but you've got all these young kids from three years old to, you know, I guess 18 or 19 playing baseball, softball, soccer, golf, tennis, track, squash, uh, you name it, pickleball. Everybody's got championship rings on. Cornhole. Yeah. Everybody's got championship rings on. If I saw one picture, like the past two weeks, I saw a million of them, where some kid that's like four years old has a ring. It looks like he's a rapper. The ring is so big that they're that they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was one, and I knew the person that did it. This was like two or three years ago. And the person put it on Facebook. Today, my child has has achieved his uh, a life a lifelong dream. It's good to be here and be part of it. And they show the kid with a big championship ring on. It's like a, a rock. And the kid's like five years old. And I'm like, you know, when I was five, my, my dream was to like go all night without wetting the bed. That was the lifelong goal. And now the lifelong goal for a five-year-old is to win a championship ring. That's, really? Uh, priorities have changed. Dear God. Wet the bed, but I got a ring. You know, hey, what the heck? Mom and dad son, have a ring. I gave my son a, a ring for not wetting the bed. So uh, Hey, you're a champion, buddy. <laughs> Which, you know, he took a long time to get that ring, but he got it. Well, I mean, you, you know, know, last year, this that's okay. Everybody gets a ring now. Everybody gets a ring now. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> we had texted, just making winners here in America. That's exactly right. You know, but yeah, even going back to the high school split. And now that I, I think you need to split the split the split. I think everybody well, you do now. Yes. Every, everybody gets a championship no matter what. Can't beat them, legislate them out. Terry, let's be honest. You're not going to be happy till the St. Frederick schedules is, is is littered with the West Washita, East Washita, uh little boys league. You're not going to be happy. You're not until they're in your until you're they're on your schedule. No, I play. Look, here's the thing about it. I, this I, is this from a man that got beat by a lady with rollers and house slippers. Remember? They also won a national championship. Well, I kind of forgot that, but uh, and I beat that lady in the semifinals. <laughs> Payback was a uh, yeah. Who, who did you beat in the semifinals? I don't know, but anyway, Oklahoma Baptist University. Let's actually. just say you grew as a coach. How about well, that? It, look, it, it's all about people get caught up in the wins and losses. Here's the thing about it, and I know a lot of people here don't like Nick Saban, and you know I'm not even going to get into the hand. Could should he be suspended? Should he not be? We got into that yesterday, and somebody accused me of being supportive of drunk driving. Uh, <laughs> you're like, also like, dude. Where did you get that? You're also Dan Lebetard. Yeah, I'm Dan Lebetard. Probably the same guy. <laughs> I got one guy really doesn't like me, uh, but I'm okay with that. Uh, if it's sports, just one, you're okay. Jamie, sports teaches val or is supposed to teach values, teamwork, commitment, something bigger than what what you are. You know, it's like these kids now coming into high school football yesterday and today. I know Aaron's going out to West Monroe today. Uh, you know, this is the first I know Tharp and them started yesterday. St. Frederick started yesterday. OCS, different ones. But it's not the first day per se because the kids have been in this weight room all summer long mm-hmm. in most cases. Mm-hmm. And so there's a commitment level that they're going to make that the average student is not making. It's true. And so you're getting the benefit of that, of being involved in something bigger than what you are. And, and that's the whole goal of this. Is everybody going to win a state championship? You know, I heard somebody talk about that. Our ultimate goal is to win a state championship. Well, I, I, I'm a little different on that. And, and do, I think, is anybody, is that your the goal in your mind? Sure. But there's a bigger goal. And you go back to the process with Nick Saban. 
dominating your position, mm-hmm. winning every play. It's the it's the micro things that make you successful or not. And winning will take care of itself if you're doing enough of the little things right. Now, you know, you can't start up a Jamie and Terry can't start a school today and all of a sudden we got the tradition and history of West Monroe in one day. I mean, that thing was built over years and years and years. Same thing with, with some of these other very highly successful programs in in the area. It's not a one-stop, hey, look at us. It's been built over a long period of time. And it does. It takes time in a lot of cases to build these things. Now, you have the startup programs, especially in basketball, that uh, they're sort of the charter uh, hybrids, if you will. So they'll go import like seven or eight guys from – you know, wherever, and, you know, immediately they're really good. Uh, there's a couple of them that come to mind because I've called the state championships the last four or five years uh, in, in basketball on the boys' and the girls' side. And you're like, who is this? Never heard of them. But, uh, yeah, sports bring you so many values that you don't learn in history class or you don't learn that in math class. I'm not in the game. Now, somebody's going to say, Walter doesn't like math. <laughs> No, I'm just saying it's a different uh, – for the overall educational process, sports is a very valuable teacher. Coaches are very valuable individuals in doing that and bringing that all to make a well-rounded kid. So that's my PSA for uh, for coaches and athletes today. We return. We'll get into some other things. Your text are welcome, 888 Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spa Avell. Pamper the special folks in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, get them a spa package from Spa Navelle on Tower Drive in Monroe, 318-807-1060. Spa Navelle, back in a minute. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay, call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. A home is your comfort, your shelter, It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. 
Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, making good things happen. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. I've got a couple texts. Uh, want me to talk about this, so we'll do that briefly here on the, on the remaining segment. Central Florida kicker ruled ineligible after failing to agree to the NCAA conditions on his YouTube videos. Kid named uh, uh, Donald Delahaye, who I think is from Colombia or where's where's he from? He is uh, a South American he native. He from these parts. Yeah, he's a South American native. But in Central Florida, he, he's probably uh, – he fits right in there, and he's a very successful kicker on the Central Florida football team. He makes YouTube videos, Jamie. And it's basically about his life as a student. I mean, I've watched a couple of them. It's no big deal. He's not, uh, you know, throw, it, you know, it's not like Central Florida is the Ohio State University or USC or Alabama. It's Central Florida, large, large school. Uh, however, once your video channel gets over ten thousand permanent or, or ten thousand views, lifetime views. You can profit on the ads, and that's the thing about YouTube. You click on a YouTube video, there's an ad on it, right, mm-hmm. most of the time, mm-hmm. and they sell these things. Well, once you get over ten thousand views, uh, you can profit on the ads they have on your channel. So, in other words, if uh, if you're a big uh, fan of, oh, I don't know, uh, Stephen A. Smith, and he has a YouTube channel, and you go watch one of his videos, the commercial before that, because you are driving traffic to that commercial. They will pay you a residual fee. And so the kid has over 10,000 lifetime views, so he's making some money off of YouTube. And the NCAA says, nope, you're using your status as an athlete for profit. You mean like the NCAA used Leonard Fournette's jersey number seven with his name on the back of it, or they use the likeness of Leonard Fournette to make tons of money? Uh, like Alabama has went up 14,000 students, I think, in the past eight years, uh, largely due to the football success and notoriety that they've had, or that uh, anybody out there think about Kentucky basketball, the high-profile student-athletes. You don't think that uh, uh, UCLA is profiting from uh, Dirk Diggler, I mean, Josh Rosen, their quarterback. So the NCAA can use your likeness, but by gosh, nobody else can. You can't use it. And so – it was incorrectly, and the kid was incorrect on this as well. I watched his uh, his YouTube video this morning, and the NCAA basically giving him a mandate: "Hey, you got to quit making money on this stuff. Um, basically, turn the money down. You can keep your channel, but you got to turn the money down." And the kid goes, "I mean, I'm just trying to send money back home, mm-hmm. like anybody." And a lot of people don't realize you can't work when you're on scholarship football and basketball. I don't know about the other sports on full scholarship, which is insane. Uh there are some reasons that I don't have time to get into it. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But there are some there are some reasons for that madness. Now that being said, I don't agree with it. But you can't work during season if you're on scholarship. Well, basketball is two semesters, so pretty much uh, you're done until the summer. Football is one semester, or you get into January. Gosh, now even February. But um, anyway, the kids said, "Well, look." Uh, the NCAA declared me ineligible. Actually, that's inaccurate. Central Florida declared him ineligible based on what the NCAA 
had had mandated that he do. Mm-hmm. So the school declares you ineligible until you're not. Right. And then he goes, hey, I'm going to lose my scholarship. You're not going to lose your scholarship. They can't take your scholarship because you're ineligible. There are certain criteria you have to go through to take a scholarship. But, uh, you know, it was sort of, it's sort of crazy because the NCAA, you know, and here's the thing about it, Jamie. If they threw a waiver out there for this kid on this, do you know how many people would come out and ask for the same thing? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. Yeah, but it would open Pandora's box. It opens box. Pandora's box, no and the NCAA is much better, um, um, you know, path of least resistance. And the kid's like, look, I'm just trying to inspire and motivate others through my content. I didn't know it would cost me my education. Well, I guess being a, if he is indeed an international student, uh, you got to show ability to pay for your education and all that. I'm sure Central Florida will continue keeping him on scholarship. But uh, the NCAA won't fix this thing, and the amateurism is the deal. Because you're such a popular kicker, you're going to make millions of dollars, and, you know, there'll be chaos to go to the old Ghostbusters routine. Cats and dogs living together. It's chaos, fire and brimstone. But I think this is another reason you can pay cost of attendance, you can put them up 24-7, 365 for food. At some point, are you going to see them paid? I, I don't know. I see both sides of that, and I'm sort of in the middle in a lot of cases on that. But just the absurdity. And I'll go, and again, Leonard Fournette is an extreme example. Dirk Diggler at UCLA is an extreme example. Josh Rosen. And for you people that don't know that, you Google, Google Josh Rosen and uh, get a picture. And then Google Dirk Diggler. I have no <laughs> a, idea who a Boogie Night, A Boogie Nights fame. It was Wahlberg that actually did that. But anyway, there there's some very similar uh, features there. At any rate, these guys can't make money off their likeness or their uniform sale. How many sevens do you see walking around LSU right now? I'm the original seven. I like Burt Jones, but hey, that's me. I'm old. Or... Very popular people, A.J. McCarron's number when he was at Alabama, or any of the the numerous players they've had come out of there, or a Tebow jersey at Florida. Um, and, you know, the, the athletes can't make money out of it. You know, and, and there's reasons. NCAA can. They're good with that. But, you know, you, you, they, you can't. Go figure. Well, you know, what's the answer to this? That's what I don't know because – They don't want to cut the pie, Jamie. Well – the NCA doesn't, and that's why you're going to continue and the schools, to have. The schools don't either. Well, don't kid yourself. Exactly, but you're going to start seeing. What well, as a result of this, you're going to start seeing what the Northwestern Wildcats did a few couple of years ago, and they started wanting to unionize. And you're going to start seeing unless you, these kids can get. And I agree. I mean, I'm sorry. I think a, a college athlete, be it football, basketball, baseball, whatever, they do. They they have to sacrifice a lot more uh, for the school's benefit. And and they're compensated with a, a pretty healthy scholarship. The scholarship is great, but if you come from a um, – there ought to be some way – I'm not saying just be drunk with money with this, but there ought to be some way. I think at one point in time, wasn't there something referred to as laundry money or whatever where you could at least get – I'm just saying maybe – that I know of. Maybe $400 a month where you can get, you know, basic things. And they, I don't know whether you could build this into the scholarship or not, but if you're not going to let these kids work – which I, you know, again, that's a, you know, that's something that that I can somewhat understand the NCAA's position on that because, and yes, I mean, believe me, there's, 
to have a college scholarship in athletics is quite an honor, but it's a lot of work you put into it too. And as you said, this, everybody else benefits, you know, except the athlete in some respects, but they do get the education paid for, uh, their education paid for. And perhaps maybe there should be some monetary, for example, if the kid that's working for the school newspaper, like I did, uh, I got paid a little bit. I know that shocks you. No, I didn't. I didn't. But there was some 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 ways. I mean, if you're uh, an intern, for example, or you get a, uh, there are some a lot of jobs on college campuses where the students get paid, right? They, you're working in the financial aid yes. office. You're working in the admissions office. They get paid. So why why do uh, athletes not? I'm not talking about a lot of money here. Just something to maybe help them out with just the basic necessities of life, toothpaste, laundry, uh, maybe enough for a, a date or something on the weekend. Um, well, uh, the bigger schools down. You know, I'm a big, a big proponent of that. By you the way. are getting dating on the weekend? Yes, I'm a big okay. proponent of that. And laundry. And laundry, yes. Yeah, if you don't do your laundry, you're probably I mean, not going to get a date on the weekend. I don't know why the figure 300 stands out in my mind as being maybe something they should be compensated, but hey, that'd be a good that'd be a good negotiation. I wish I had 300 dollars back right now, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> good stuff, man. A couple texts I did not get to. We're going to get into this more <laughs> tomorrow. I, I do want to break this down and talk about, and, and we'll we'll talk about both sides of it. Like we try to do all of our issues, why the NCAA feels this way. Uh, why the kid feels this. And the kid's going, hey, I'm just doing what I'm doing. You guys are penalizing me. It's a bigger picture to this, and it, and it, it encompasses far more than just one individual kid. And uh, you hit it on the head. They don't want to open Pandora's box, mm-hmm. uh, which they may or may not, especially with the CTE stuff coming on. That's going to be the factor the NCAA was not ready for. And the cry to pay athletes, and let's, let's be honest with you, nobody's crying to pay the softball or the soccer people. They're talking about yeah. foot, men's football, or excuse me, football and men's basketball, which are the money-making sports. Uh, that's who they're talking about. And then you get into gender equity, Title IX. There's all sort of nightmares uh, there. So it's a lot bigger yeah, picture. Yeah, it will. It will be a lot. A kicker, YouTube, yeah. a Central Florida kicker, exactly. having ad revenue from his YouTube videos. It's a lot bigger picture than that. But if you're that kid, you're going, hey, it's just me. What, what's going on? I certainly get that part of it too. Thanks to our our sponsors today. Uh, Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, GB Cooley, reminding you to support incredibly big worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Our friends at Spa Novell, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. And our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get, folks, anywhere in the free world. Alabama and Auburn fans agree on very little. They do agree Dr. Weber is the man. Go we'll see him on US 165 in North. Monroe, 318-345-4545. For soccer aficionado John Tabor, for Jamie Foxx, also known his favorite movie is 300. I am Terry Walter. We will see you tomorrow, folks. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com. 